Shopping for any new shoes And I certainly haven't been spreading myself around I still only travel by foot and by foot it's a slow climb But I'm good at being uncomfortable so I can't stop changing all the time I notice that my opponent is always on the go Go slow so as not to focus And I notice He'll let you ride with any guide As long as they go fast From whence he came But he's no good at being uncomfortable So we can't stop staying exactly the same If there was a better way to go Then it would find me I can't help it The road just rolls out behind me Be kind to me Or treating me mean I'll make the most of it I'm an extraordinary machine Welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is No Spooks Allowed. I'm at not underscore spooky. And this is NSA underscore wrong. Um, wrong. Are you? Wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know what the... I, I just... I thought that would be a cute pun, but I guess it was not great. <laughs> Did I miss something? No, about being wrong with the predictions. Oh, I got you, got you. Um, yeah, that was a terrible pun. Um, yeah, also another terrible way of starting the new year. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the new year, everyone. Uh, uh, we last year we were remembering last year we uh did a predictions episode, and NSA mod uh painstakingly went through and listened to our old our old recording so for 20 minutes 20 whole minutes um more than I, I we so I, I was listening to it and uh there was a c- couple things that i enjoyed but um part of the idea was that we would be listening to it or we would be doing them in february because at that point we would have a more informed idea of how the year would go Interesting. Uh, should we continue with that? Or, like, we can review them and then we do predictions in February or what? I think that's fine. Um, yeah. We can just kind of go, I mean, I guess next week, do part two of the predictions. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, going through them, man, we were way off. Uh, the one thing I did enjoy was that I have mentioned that everyone does their... Um, what do you call it? Their predictions episodes typically at the end of December or the beginning of January. To which, since we yeah. were doing it in February, we were basically like, "Well, no one predicted the Capitol riots, so we were way right, and everyone was wrong." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. I forgot that. Uh, oh, speaking of, that's coming up the anniversary of that. Do you think there will be some hysteria in the news about it, or? Oh, probably like some interview about like, oh man, I I thought I was gonna die. I, uh, you know, as they were like four floors below me and looking at me out the window, I thought they were gonna come in here and kill me. And who knew they were just gonna come in here and take selfies, and that was it. But then we were gonna shoot one of them and then pretend none of that happened. Also, yeah, yeah, I interesting. 
caused a mini argument a couple of days ago with someone about the the capital rights. Um, they had said like, "Oh, I, I um I find it weird that uh, basically people aren't revolting every day." And I was like, "I mean, we technically had January sixth the last revol- revolt," and she was like. Oh, that doesn't count. They were just a bunch of idiots. And I was like, listen, regardless of how you feel about them, that was the last genuine, like, attempt of anyone showing a politician what they felt. Because I don't consider going into a CVS and sealing all their, like, shampoos and razors to be, like, real, like, revolution. Like, yeah. I would say going into, hey, this is your place of business, and I'm going to basically show you that I'm angry at you at the Capitol building to be at least, like, a genuine attempt. Yeah. Um, I was actually listening to a interview the other day, and someone was um, not, not exactly um, calling for violence, but um, they, say, they said that part of the reason that our um, constitutional – Republic is not is that what we are supposedly supposedly our constitu- our constitutional republic supposedly isn't working because the politicians aren't afraid there haven't been in, there haven't been enough assassination attempts so would you uh, would you agree with that like FBI no bully obviously we don't we don't want anyone to be harmed correct so yeah I, I would say though like um what was that quote that um there's that phrase about the the Thomas Jefferson was wanting like revolution every like couple decades or so, that so that way we we wouldn't remain stagnant. So I mean, interesting. I would say like that. the the tree of liberty is watered with the blood of tyrants. Yeah, that type of idea. That's not the exact like that. phrasing, but yeah, that's the, the oh, okay. idea. Okay. Um. So. And so, to be clear, do you subscribe to that? Like, do you think we need a revolution or do we need uh, violent uprisings to better handle what is happening in our country? I I feel that way both ways. Like, I, I think I've mentioned this before where it just seems like people are too... Um, comfortable? Too comfortable with the idea of living. Uh, Interesting. I, yeah, like, I... You're never going to see, like, 1776 level of, like, people, like, we like going against, like, the government and, like, starting a new country because people are afraid of dying. I'm not saying everyone become a martyr tonight, but I'm just saying that, like, we're never going to really see any, like, actual um, change because people want to exist. Um I, I, you know what? I actually think I brought this up last year on our prediction podcast because I mentioned Pat Tillman. Um, but yeah, this is uh, neither here nor there. But yeah, I uh, I do think that the reason that we're in the way that we are is because our politicians aren't afraid. I think that there are things that we can do that are nonviolent to instill fear, um, but we're so like locked into um different types of like laws and regulations that it makes it hard where it's like oh we would need to censor him and then we would need to basically have a small trial to see if he's not fit and then but meanwhile the whole time like he's still ruling so it was just like yeah. 
it, it, there's like a series of things where at that point it's like, oh, well, now we're all having to take into one court, and then this is going to take about like six months, and then from there, like, there's so many procedures put in place to delay like any immediate change that at that point is just like you might as well just give up. Like by that point, that any change would have happened, you your anger would have fizzled out so much. Sure. Um, I guess um, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but um, do you believe that um, same mentality is going to be applied, is like what they're trying to apply to the Ghislaine Maxwell case? In what sense? So, like, they're waiting for your anger to fizzle out so they can just, like, give her a, a slap on the wrist and then not punish anyone? Um... So actually, I um I was watching something a couple days ago. Uh, so I have uh, like many other people started a gym a gym membership. Um, and while I was at the gym, one of the things they were playing was this thing about like El Chapo. You remember him, the drug dealer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like they had this whole thing that like at one point he was like imprisoned. But, like, it really didn't matter. Like, all right, like, all right, I'm in jail, like, in theory. But in reality, he was still calling all the shots, like, from where he was. And then at the same time that, like, they were pretty much giving him, like, daily conjugal visits. And beyond that, like, he was also, like, getting what you call it, like, uh, telling, like, his, uh, his henchmen what they needed to do because he had his own private cell phone and computer while he was in prison. So, like, that to me is what I imagine, like, Ghislaine would be treated like, where it's just like, okay, you went to prison, and your prison is going to be the comfiest of prisons that have that has yet to ever be documented. I, I don't... I, I imagine that she will be rewarded because she will not name any names, and then as a result, she basically would just live her life out inside a, like, 12 by 12 prison that's probably better than most New York apartments currently. Interesting. Um, you don't think she has the uh, uh, Epstein treatment waiting for her? No, because I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, but I don't see her ratting any names. Epstein, well, on the hand, I see being... Go ahead. She's like the black book that they're now uh, like sealing up. Once again, I, I don't think that she, she was ever wanting to name any names. I think that they a lot of this trial was done for show to then basically kind of hide a lot of the documents with it. Like, I mean, that whole, like, double jeopardy type thing of, like, well, you had one chance to basically imprison me or, like, to try me for all these crimes. This is it. Mm-hmm. I can't be tried again. So kind of all these things kind of go by the wayside. Interesting. So, to reiterate, I guess, what was it, like, nine months ago when I had you listen to that uh, um, Muse album, There's No Justice in This World and There Never Will Be? Interesting. Um, I mean, if we, uh, I agree, I agree, actually, so. (laughs) But, uh, so... Do you want to take a guess what your first prediction was? I can't remember. Uh, I feel like it has something to do with the economy and maybe like the housing market collapsing. No. No, really. Uh, your first, I, don't, I don't even. 
I don't remember my state of mind back then. Like, I don't. Your first prediction was tension in the Middle East nearing to the point of a hot war due to the news. Um, you you didn't feel that in 2021 there would be a pure hot war. It would only start somewhere around 2022. Interesting. Um, I, on the other hand, uh, predicted that uh, Biden would have done any de-escalation that Trump had done with China and Iran, and that we would probably be similarly in a situation with either of them in like contentions for a possible war. Interesting. And look at us. Um, we're out of Afghanistan. Not in the best way possible, but we're out of Afghanistan. And then as for China, uh, he's kind of kowtowing to China, correct? Yeah. So. So your next prediction was, I guess... Hello? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't have a guess. Sorry. Uh, it was that we would continue providing stimulus packages. We haven't got a single one. Nope. You predicted there would be four. Um, did you, did you the, have any predictions? There? Yes. I uh, f- like leapfrogged on top of your idea. So uh, just for the record, you said that there would be four. And that they would get to the point of $3,200 per package. Uh, which, I mean, had that happened, I think the entire country would just have been destroyed by that point. I agree. Um, I, le- I guess I guess I had a little bit of a black bill on me back then. <laughs> um, so I leapfrogged on top of what you said and said that would also happen. But I said that it would end with, by the end of the year, they would say that, all right, anyone who's still in a dire position would, at that point, then be eligible for UBI. Interesting. Um, this is... Yeah, we have, Go ahead. We, have, we have literally got nothing right. The next one, you did get right. Oh, I did? The reasoning was not it. Well... Part of it was, but you did get right. Uh, oil will become expensive, but you said it was due to war and energy dependence. That part was true. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I said that gun buybacks would become a thing, which they have yet. Not as of yet. Uh, to which your response towards the middle of this was, if we get any of these right, we will get at least... At most, 100 views. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then I said, if we get any of these rights, we'll get a bullet in the back of our head. <laughs> Nothing. And we don't have anything right yet. So, well, the, Or we have oil. one right. But, yeah. but that's, I guess, pretty much anyone could have predicted that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that is pretty much it. I, mean, I had like four other predictions, but uh, I, I guess I can just get to those next. Didn't your, didn't your predictions based off of like the um, a document that's like you will own nothing and be happy? Didn't you base base it mostly off that? No, I, I mine was just sitting down and just kind of watching the news for a bit. Oh, interesting. Um, 
Now, the one thing that I, uh, I guess I wish I'd gone to was, because you also made wishes, and I didn't get to listen to those yet. Yeah. I guess uh, for next episode, we can do wishes, yeah? Yeah. So, uh, with that, um, it's been pretty much a long time coming, but we uh, finished uh, Young Pope. Yes, we did. What did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. it. It didn't exactly like turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out. I'm glad. I'm glad things shaped up the way they did. However, I, it was interesting because the last two episodes, the uh, last three ish episodes, were very focused around the Kurtwell uh, fellow. You know, yes. but um, it seemed more of like a side story. Was that supposed to be the main story, or like I don't? Um, maybe I follow. I'm not. I guess it's one of those things where if you were to rewatch it, I mean, I guess if you were to consider it now, um, a lot of it had to do in, in a way you could say with um, with Lenny viewing that gays were also in line with child molesters. So. Mm. If you think about the idea that, like, in the... A lot of it in the beginning was just like, all right, we're just going to stave off um, having any, uh, like, anyone do anything about it. To which, at that point, he waited until he then, I guess, could kind of trust Gutierrez and then know that he, as he said, like, hey, I knew you were molested as a young child. So, like, to to me, like, I figured, like, for him, it was just like, all right, this is going to be, like... I needed someone to have gone through this and for me to, like, trust them to then handle the situation. Um, but I feel like at the end, like, it was still kind of handled. I, I think that, like, maybe the way that within a actual world it would have been handled would have been, like, a bunch of names being named and things like that. But, like, within the context of this universe and this story, I think it's just to kind of represent, like, Lenny has at least changed in a way to allow, like, I mean, kind of as he was saying with Gutierrez, was like, listen, like, people don't realize that I have changed in many different ways. And, like, the idea of asking you to be my, like, secretary is, like, an indication that, like, hey, I don't hate gays as much as I did in the beginning of these things. You can't, like, have open acceptance. It's just, like, I don't know. So... I think, like, that whole, like, ending was just to kind of solidify, like, listen, like, Gutierrez, like, you are my bro through and through. I want you to know that. Yeah. And, like, I think that's why, like, Gutierrez was, like, crying at the end, because he was just, like, listen, like, I, like when he was telling like, oh, you're going to go back to New York, like, I thought that it was more like him just kind of being like, oh, like, he doesn't really care about me that much. He just kind of says all these things for show. But when he was like, oh, you're going to Alaska, like now, that's when like Gutierrez like realized like okay like this, he he's for real. Interesting. <clears throat> I did I did enjoy, um, as you know, uh, based on what I am willing to watch and what I'm not willing to watch. Um, I did enjoy the recompense for terrible people. Mm-hmm. So. Um, which is that uh, was, what was that movie that we watched that was a sequel to Moon sequel to Moon yes oh uh, 
mute. Yes. To which at that point it had it where like the dad died, but the child molester got to keep the daughter. Yeah. That was a weird ending. No, then <laughs> what's his name? Alexander Skarsgård like killed him, right? Yeah, but I mean like that the implication though, like that was kind of like a weird like ending where it's just like the dad just watched like at least to the to the dad's life. He ends seeing the the, the pedophile just take the, the daughter away. Yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, so in general, yeah, I do enjoy seeing the justice being served. Um uh to which I, go ahead. It's also interesting that like Ketchikan, Alaska is the uh is where he sends people he doesn't like. Well, I think that he, um, that was kind of, I wish that I could rewatch that ending. Um, but if I remember correctly, I think that he basically came to terms with the original priest that he sent there and said, Oh, I, oh yeah, that's right. The guy he's sitting with and just staring and staring at, right? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. That, that was the one in the beginning of the episode. That guy yeah. was um, like the the I think it was like the Archbishop for Russia. Uh, but there's a point later on with the guy that he initially sent to uh, Alaska, where he was staring at his hands, and his hands were like all like dried and like broken and stuff like that. And he, uh, and he was like, "Don't you use like lotion?" And he was like, "No, I'm allergic to it." And then like with the rheumatoid, I can't either. Um, and then basically he just kind of like, kind of like swaddled. I didn't put that, I did not put that together. And then he sees Juana. Yeah. So then I think at that point he's like, listen, all right, you're not going to go there anymore. I'm going to send, um, Kurtwell out there. Interesting. Interesting. Because when, uh, what you call it? Um, I forget the name of the guy, Tommaso, when he becomes, a um, a cardinal, he looks at the guy and kind of winks at him. So I'm, I'm assuming that's the kind of the solidification of like, your punishment's over, you're going to come back. I'm sending Kurtwell out there. Mm. Oh, I see. I see. Like, he's totally made a 180 on. Is that to imply that he's made a total 180? Because he initially sent him out there because he's gay, right? I. You know why this point has been so long? I don't exactly remember. I thought it was just because like he was one of the initial people that were just spreading rumors about him. Because hmm. if if I remember right, like I thought it was because he was gay. Mm. If that's the case, has like uh, the Pope changed his mind and like he's come full circle? I mean, I think that in a way he has already come full circle and just at least been tolerant of gays. I see. But not enough to allow, um, like, I, I think, like, he still wants to go after, like, child molesters because, like, that was the thing that he had told um, Kurtwell. was like, listen, we care about all children. When, um, when Kurtwell was trying to kind of, like, just like kind of disparage that whole thing saying like, Oh, well, why would you care about a young 12 year old boy in 1959? Mm -hmm. 
So I also thought it was a bit weird because the story changed the first time around because he made it seem as if that uh, Walser guy was kind of good the first time, but then the second time he's like, oh, he, he molested me. Um, I believe it was uh, an attempt to gain, or he was telling it to his like assistant, right? Yes. So I don't know why he would do that. Actually, that 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 is interesting. I did notice that the um, the story did change. I didn't, but would there be a clear reason why it would change, other than he's self-preserving and he was just trying to gain sympathy with the Pope? Um, I guess I like, that's kind of what I gathered was his whole, like, that he was just pretty much just trying to gain, like, Curry, like, some sympathy about, like, his situation, but, um, yeah. On the side, who did gain a lot of sympathy for me, that kangaroo. Oh, geez, dude, that was awful. Like, and I... Steaming? I didn't realize that was a thing. I looked it up afterwards and like that's a real thing that's not just in the movie. Yeah. So um but yeah, like they like it took me a second because I remember that like he like they all just kinda came up behind him, similarly just how the kangaroo would. But like mm-hmm. but they had blood on the like on their uh on their stomachs and chests. And then at that point, I mean, eventually, later on, I think it's the following episode, you then see the kangaroo just, like, laying there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, uh, that was unfortunate for that kangaroo. Quite. Um, I, I did start wondering, maybe if there was a way that, like, to kind of track it, but I'm starting to think, like, every episode involved someone dying. The first one who died. I imagine would be the first pope to lead to Lenin getting um, chosen. Ah. Uh, and I know that the good. ninth one is when um, uh, his uh, advisor died. And the ninth one? Yeah, the ninth episode is when the, the, um, the old man, uh, Oliver Cromwell. Oh, Cromwell, yeah. Uh, Spencer. Yes, when Spencer dies, and then in episode eight, uh, has uh, the that, kangaroo died, and the Antonia lady, she died. Oh, Antonia, yeah. Um, um seven was uh, Desole, date, I believe that was his name. Yeah. Um, oh, Desolier. There you go. Desolier. Um, um, but then, if you were to press me between two through four, I, I mean two through five, I've had no idea. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so the main theme, like, death? I mean, I would say this is a show with a lot of different themes, um, but... What I, would you I, say the main in like, according to the to your mind, like? Um, I would say maturity in a weird way, because, I mean, like, a lot of it, it, it kind of goes back to, like, he remained a child for most of it. Where it's like he, because he never really um, got to experience his parents and stuff like that, and I think that like that watching them turn away at the end really was what kind of led to him going into like that coma. Is that what it's implied? Like, have you? I know there's a new series called The New Pope, right? Mm-hmm. 
So have you watched any of that? Or like, is there any explanation as to what happened to him? Like, so I, in my eyes, it's him having a heart attack and dying. So I did not watch the new season. Um, but I read the description of the new season. And essentially, with Lenny being in a coma, um, what's the name of that guy, uh, the, the Secretary of State? Uh, oh, shoot. I can't remember his name currently. I know who you're talking about, but Secretary of State. Uh, he uses that time period to then get a new pope elected. Interesting. Uh, and that is uh, Malkovich, right? John Malkovich? Yes. And that's... So that's pretty much the description of um, when you look at the the show. Is are you interested in watching it? Yes, um, but I've also heard that it's not as powerful as like the first season was. So sure, there's like that. this. This uh, I don't think I would normally have liked this mo- this uh, series. And why is However. That? I don't know. Like it just is very, if, if you're not looking at it from like political or like, um, Machiavellian standpoint, I guess, or, um, like entertainment wise, I don't think there's much there. Like in the typical sense, like, uh, Pacific Rim entertainment, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, it's more of a brainy thing and like, you kind of have to watch it and you kind of have to like be able to digest it. Like, I had to make sure that I could devote my whole brain power. Like I couldn't just be like on my phone or like I had to actually watch it in order to understand it. And still things miss. I missed things like, for example, like the easiest thing, probably the um, kangaroo. I missed that. Like I didn't fully recognize that until you pointed it out. So I was, it's interesting, but. Um, so I asked, I asked you this a couple weeks ago. Um, what do you think about Lenny's ability to pray? Hmm. Um, it's interesting, especially because he says he doesn't believe in God. And is there a reason you think he says that? Or am I just reading too far into it? I think that his like lack of belief in God is purely because of his lack of like having a parent. And like I, I think that for him, it's not that he doesn't believe in God; it's that he's mad at God for not having parents. I wouldn't say mad at God, but like, um, but if you remember when they created those imposters, yeah, um, that he he went to um, oh my God, I forgot her name, um, Diane Keaton, yes, yeah, Sister Mary. Yes, he, he went to, to Mary at the end and was just like, thank you. For like one moment in time, I had hope. And like that to him, I feel is like maybe essential, like in order to like to be religious and kind of like have that whole experience. Like you, I guess for him, part of that requires like having that part resolved. I mean, I'm not going to make it seem as if I know what the experience of being an orphan is like, but I imagine that that is at least kind of like a, a pretty intense idea to just kind of be perpetually abandoned by someone that's supposed to be, 
I, I guess, cares about you, which I imagine would right. in some way reflect towards your beliefs in God. Right. So. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, what did you think of the Africa episode? The, the Africa episode? Um, I found it very interesting. It was surprising that that was his first choice to go on a trip. And then I did enjoy the, um, oh, what is that? Like the various ways that he was able to bring down or like bring to light what was the real situation there. So I, I really, I don't know. To me, like, I feel like this episode itself could just be like its own standalone. Like, you can almost like watch it at any point and kind of walk away with it. Like, I don't know. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, it shows, like, um, even then, like, when he, he goes all that way to Africa and he doesn't even introduce himself to anyone. Um, and then you have the situation where, like, where the, he's, like, judging that lady in front of everyone about the, the whole water issue. Um, which I thought was a little bit interesting because, like, if you were, uh, like, if you kind of noticed the table, like, everyone in the room has, like, mugs, and she's the only one with a giant water bottle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, there was a lot of things about that episode that I was just like, oh, this is, like, I don't know, pretty good. And it, it led to an idea that I had that I, I was just like, I know that throughout the entire show, it kept making it seem as if that one um, security guard's wife was, like, his love interest, in a way. Yeah. But I kind of felt like his marketing advisor was closer to that. Like, I, I feel, I mean, in terms of any woman that he actually listened to on that show, I think that's the only one that he actually genuinely, like, cared about her opinions. Interesting, but aren't we to believe that he wasn't able to love women because he loved God? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he even let her sit in his chair at the end. I don't know. Uh, to think about that. Oh, interesting. Like, I feel that in a way, she at least intellectually understood him. Because if you remember in the, in the beginning, like in the, I think it was like the second episode that she comes out, and then at that point, uh, the Secretary of State is like, listen, he's like very irrational. He's not like, you're not going to, you're not going to have an easy time with him. Like she immediately understood like, okay, we're going to hide your face. You're going to be like those like bands in like that, like those like artistic bands where they, mm. they, they, they hide themselves to create mystique and let people create an image for it like she immediately understood what she was want like what he was wanting and i feel like if anything like there's very few people that kind of understood him on a, on that type of level to which consider that and then when he starts making the joke that you made god cry and then she looks at him like a wife would like chastising him like mm-hmm. why'd you do this <laughs> like to me like i that was, uh, I guess, also, once again, like, a solidification of, like, I, I really feel like that was kind of more the implicit relationship between the both of them. Like, if he genuinely liked anyone on that show, like, as, like, a partner, I think the closest would be her. 
Well, I would have to agree with you, actually, now that, like, that is presented. Interesting, interesting. Um, also, it was interesting, the um, Boyello, that's um, the Secretary of State's name. Um, his, his relationship with Sister Mary. Which, like, I guess in a way, you, I mean, I don't know. At least he wasn't, I guess, a heterosexual, you could say. Um, yeah. But I would have imagined that, uh, considering that he always stared at that one statue, that he would have preferred a bigger girl. <laughs> sure. Or do you think uh, he only stares at a statue because it's supposed to be what the essence of beauty is? So. I guess, but I don't know. I... Uh, also, one strange thing that I thought um, while um, Gutierrez was in uh, New York, that fat lady, and they were breathing the same air. I don't, like, what was that about? I don't understand. I My only guess was the idea of, like, for this moment in time, you're living what I having what I'm having to go through, which is basically being breathing through a machine as opposed to your actual mouth or and nose. So, okay. um, where it's like, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, just one thing: it could just be my implicit nature because of having gone in of what happened last year but like being on breathing tubes and things like that is not a normal experience and it's kind of oddly debilitating um so i think that in a sense for her it was like listen like you don't really understand what i'm going through and having him like breathe through that machine as well was kind of like we're going to share this moment because, like, I mean, in the end, like, the whole thing was, like, she didn't want him to be there at the end. Like, she didn't want him to to see, like, her go through what was going to happen. And that's kind of what my, at least my assumption was of that situation. Like, it was just kind of an intimate moment between the both of them. Interesting. Because um, when he said that he was gay, I was surprised. Because I was like, I thought that was supposed to be a, a inkling of a relationship or something. Mm-hmm. So that's all. I was just wondering if I had missed something, but that was interesting take. So, um, I would say that like there was one scene where he accidentally touched her breast, and then he immediately felt uncomfortable. Was like, all right, I gotta go. Yeah. So I kind of feel like had he been hetero he would not have been like as uncomfortable yeah Um, but yeah overall um what did you think of the show overall um i would probably watch it again actually so like on a scale of one to ten i'd say three and a half maybe a four (laughs) okay wait wait on a scale from one to ten. Sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> on a scale, on a scale of one to five, five three and a half, maybe a four. 
Um, yeah, I, I would say the same. I was thinking about that last night after I finished, and I was like, I would say that this is like maybe like a 4.55 type show. But like 4.5 5? 4.5 or 5. Wow. But like it would also kind of go like I don't think that I would watch the entire season in one sitting uh, like immediately. But I could watch uh, like any individual episode at any point. Well, the way I looked at it is that I as soon as it was over, I was like, dang, I want to, like, I need to watch something else because that's, it, it left me wanting. So. Yeah, like, I, I, like, I walked away just like, man, I, like, I'm really curious what the next season is like, but, like, I also, I, I don't really have that much high faith considering uh, Matrix 4 and how that left me. Right. I, I, but, yeah. Um. <laughs> So, are you wanting to watch uh, the young pope? I mean, the new pope. Yeah, I I plan on watching it, whether or not we review it here. Like, I will. Um, I will be watching. But if you want to review it here, I'd be. That's fine. I think so. Okay, I'm trying to uh, do something simultaneously in the background. <laughs> no worries. Um. Is it pertinent to the the podcast? Yes. Um, What I wanted to do was create a wheel of some sort. A wheel? Yes. Like a a prize wheel kind of thing? Yeah, I think of like Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Um, And then, this is probably not accurate, but uh, let me change this other one. But yeah, so the idea would be that um, to choose from the wheel, what would we watch next in terms of movies? So, because like, uh, okay. you, you provided a list, and then um, IMDb then has like a list of like, oh, 1,000 movies you should watch before you die. Um, and then I have a small list of my own. So then I figure... I don't know if you go through the wheel at that point, uh, we can kind of figure out where to go from there. Can you remove? So like if you're making this wheel currently, can you remove, um, one, like, so if we choose one, is that able to be removed? I think the idea would, um, at least the way that I currently have, it would be to have three different wheels, but eventually the idea would to combine all of them into one. Okay. Um, but, I, I mean, I think I know what you're saying, and by that I think what you're implying is that we should double American Beauty on this list. No. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll work up to it one day. I, I just... To me, I, I really feel that this is going to be one of those movies that you'll watch and then you'll be like, you know what, I completely over estimated this in the overreacted show. I would say overreacted because I would say that like your intuition to have those are not wrong but I would say that uh that you mm-hmm. overestimated the the subplot because I mean like we talked about it uh oh no it wasn't you 
well, I guess it was you because you and I have had the conversation about um, in uh, the professional that there was a small subplot, but basically uh, Leo never did anything on it. Right, and I watched the American version, which uh, cut out most of all of that. So, um, let's see. I actually was just talking about that the other day with someone because um, I, um, someone was watching uh, Star Wars number one, The Phantom Menace, and Natalie Foreman's in that, and I was like, oh, interesting. I I've watched something else with her in it, and the person that I was talking to was like, I feel like they should have cast a different person because she's supposed to be fourteen, and then she felt like she's like starting to get a crush on Anakin. I don't know if you've ever seen Star Wars, have you? No, I've not. I'm straight. well anyway so anakin's this little boy that is very powerful in the in the star wars universe but um uh natalie portman's character um is a princess or or a queen i'm not entirely sure not entirely clear there but um it was interesting because the person i was talking to was saying they should have cast a younger person and I was like, man, eh, well, she she has her fair share of like liking different. I was just relating it to Leon mm-hmm. or is it Leon? Leon the professional. Yeah, I was just telling Leon the professional. So okay, um, let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out. A, all right, this now froze. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Are you still working on the wheel? Yeah. Um, I'm almost there, or at least almost done. Uh, the first number that was chosen was 633. 633? Yes. On the list of thousands? Yes. Okay. Um, Do I need to look that up? No, I, I'm, I'm about to... I will give you the, the list when we get there, but... Uh, um, I can just look up thousand movies... Okay, it did not give me a movie that I would not, that I would, <laughs> um. <laughs> what is it? It gave me 2012's Mirror Mirror. <laughs> an evil queen steals control of a kingdom and an exiled princess enlists the help of seven resourceful rebels to win back her birthright. Wait, is this the thousand greatest films of all time? Um, no, it just says thousand movies you must watch before you die. Uh, perhaps we should switch to thousand greatest films of all time. Um, There's another. Where? All right, let's see. Thousand. So I there's thousand greatest films of all time. Was this also an IMDb? Yeah, IMDb. Okay. Um, I'm currently trying to get to 633. So, what was number one on that list for the record? The Godfather. Okay, so my list. I feel like oh, you know what? Um, when I was going through this, uh, uh, what do you call it? Through that episode. Uh, you really enjoyed using that uh, song from Jeopardy. <laughs> yes, I did. 
And this would be a perfect time to do that, huh? Yes, that's why this came up. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. All right. And uh... IMDb sucks because they don't have, like, I could just get to page six and get there. Um, but. So I'm almost there, and it's Asphalt Jungle, a 1950s movie. A major high school's off as planned, but then double crosses, bad luck, and solid police work causes everything to unravel. Does this sound like something you'd want to watch? I wouldn't be opposed to it, but uh, I I think I'd be okay with it. I I grew up watching um, the Andy Griffith show, mm-hmm. <laughs> so black and white. Is it black and white? I haven't. I it imagine yet, so. it would be. Let's see. I am. Uh, mine is Lawrence of Arabia. Okay, I feel that we need to look at it to share this. Oh, I do not want to watch this. Or because it's, uh, it's like four hours long. Yeah, holy Moses, dude. Um, that's ridiculous. Okay. So, so on the list you initially gave me about two years ago, um, on that list, what comes up is a snatch. Snatch. Yes. Would you be you know, watching that? I, I need to look it up, see what it is. I don't. And then I'm sorry. I'm just also going. I. <laughs> this is very kludgy at the moment in the way that I'm working this, but I just wanted to have like different choices and then kind of go from there. And is it Snatch the 2001 or yes. the 2017? Jason Statham? Yes. And then <laughs> uh, let me then doing my list. It's 22. That does not help. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, what? Uh, somehow I lost this list. That's unfortunate. Oh, no, no, I found it. All right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Reckoning for a dream. Reckoning for a dream. Interesting. Um, sorry. Sorry if this is a little bit annoying, but I also <laughs> wanted to uh, toss another movie in there. So we have uh, Lawrence of Arabia, which you seem really excited for. I'm nixing that. I'm not watching that. <laughs> Ever? No. Four hours is too long. Um, I've heard it's a really good movie. <sighs> Maybe. I'm not, I'm not saying that we have to watch it today. I'm just saying in the future. Okay. Um, let me just write this down somewhere so we have uh what was the movie i suggested initially once again great, uh, great concrete or asphalt jungle asphalt jungle 1950s mm-hmm. 
1950s, Asphalt Jungle. And then it was, from your list, was 2000s Snatch. And then mine was, uh, I believe, 1999's Iraqi Imported. Alright. According to uh, IMDb, recommend for a dream is 2000. And then, uh, there was another movie I was going to suggest. I forget what the other one was. Um, but the first one was High Tension, which is a horror movie. High Tension. Oh, on this list that I'm looking at, 667 is The Hunt. With, uh, what's his name? Yes. I don't like <laughs> um, and I'm just kind of going through the list of what they like, what they recommend. And it's just like, wait, is high tension actually how tension in a different country? Yes. Uh, CISA, like, yes, it's that is... one. Okay. Um, what's their name? Cecil de France is, um, yes. That's, uh, what's her name? From Young Pope. Yes. The marketing advisor. Interesting. Uh, are you putting, are you putting these on a, uh, we can do that or I don't know. Um, just let you decide how you like, which of the five you wanted to watch. Um, but I can't remember what the other one would be. Um, but also considering your time constraint of like, what a good movie should be ter- in terms of length. I'm wondering if The Godfather would ever be up there. Um, based on I've heard so much about The Godfather, I would I would watch it. Even though it's so, like three hours long? Yeah. The longest movie I've watched, I think, is Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I was going to ask if you'd want to watch it this year. I mean, I'd be down to watch it again. It wasn't that bad. It was kind of long, but it wasn't too bad. Okay. All right. So I came up with the the fifth one, um, which is Whiplash from 2014. Whiplash. Um, I think I'm kind of in the mood for a horror movie, so I think it's a it's a nice um, homage to uh, the Young Pope because there's a star of the Young Pope in it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for some reason, uh, this just came to my mind this morning, and I was like, you know what? Like, I saw this two decades, no, 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 a decade ago, and when I watched it, I remember like, I remember it being really gory, but then now that I'm like, I'm trying to remember what it was that was gory, I cannot come to the life of me to remember at all what it was. So uh, I'm curious to watch it again, just because I was like, I just can't remember the movie. I guess at this point, I remember watching it and thinking like this was pretty intense the entire time. Cool. That could be a a nice a nice break from uh, wordy and what's it called? Philosophical. Yeah. So, so I guess uh, go ahead. Let's watch High Tension. All right. So then, with that, um, 
then uh, we'll, I guess, start watching the, the new Pope as well. Yep. And then, I guess next week, finish the remainder of the predictions. And then, how about, like, the week after that, um, maybe kind of go over what we thought was, like, kind of the best movies of the year for last year. Sure. And then the following week would then be the prediction episode. Sure. See, creating content. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that, then uh, we're watching High Tension. Um, I don't. Know, yeah, and the young, or the new pope. Any like any uh, thoughts as you're heading out? Um, maybe for our closing statements today, uh, we could think of a banal statements that are that are powerful. If you if you get if you get the reference. Uh, as I said last year, pay your debts. Um, I should have thought of one because I suggested. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were the popes saying? I forget. Oh, uh, to believe in yourself. Believe in, believe in yourself more than even more than you believe in God, because that way you can do something about something. So, I enjoyed his reaction to that. He's like that's. It's banal. It doesn't like, help me right now. Do you have something more? Like yeah, that was a, that was an interesting scene. I was, but um, I guess um, with that, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I I thought it was interesting because like the guy in the beginning really reminded me of John Paul II. So I was like, oh, yeah. that's weird. But then eventually you see all the other popes, to which. Yeah. Um, this, that scene reminded me a lot of Eyes Wide Shut, except whereas everyone was naked in Eyes Wide Shut, everyone was clothed in this scene instead. But, like, the way that it was filmed reminded me of the same. Hmm. I've not seen I Lord Shut, or have I? No, no you have I not. Think. Oh, but I did also, there was another thing that I realized was, because um, I initially went to the uh, the first episode of 2021, thinking like, oh, this is probably when we did the prediction episode. But in fact, we did not. And instead, we had re- reviewed a movie, which was Endgame. Ah. So, in fact, we have reviewed Endgame twice uh, within 2021. I think um, we did Endgame, but we only I had only finished half of it. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, so that's why we did it twice. So, yeah. Cool. Oh, oh um, I sent you uh, one last thing. Um, earlier this week, I sent you those uh, pictures of... Uh, um, I mean, I guess it's beyond five fifteen. Yes. Yeah. So. And you can collect my thoughts, or yeah, like I was just more wondering, like, because I guess to me the the thing that I kind of walked away from, like a lot of those, is like people are leaving the the workforce, but then it's just like, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I also forget what some of those pictures were at this point. I remember some of them were about, like, people... Um, like, McDonald's 
free iPhone if you start working there. Yes, that was one. And I think there was one where they were talking about the different pay grades depending on how much you go. Uh, they there was one that was a thirty dollar minimum wage. Like a guy protesting for that. So, so I don't know. I, I guess like I, I had more of a stronger opinion at the beginning of the week, but like the watching that, I I, I guess like. I'm wondering if the year off due to COVID has put into people's mind the idea that, like, we shouldn't be working. And then, which which in a way I think it has, but I think it's also kind of maybe in a way kind of like overvaluing themselves. Like, oh, as a burger flipper, I should probably be getting paid $30 an hour because this one guy on Twitter said that I should be. And then, mm-hmm. at this point... Dan Price. Say that again? Dan Price said I should be getting $30 an hour. Yeah, and, like, he he's a CEO somehow, and uh, he, he seems reliable, and he looks nice, and he's, like, a very attractive guy, so, like, he seems like a reasonable person to listen, listen to. Yeah. So it's interesting. So I guess my only opinion is like people are stupid. Um, (laughs) They don't actually, I don't think, I don't fully understand how economics works, but I think you can understand that um, with proper incentives, like things line up. Um, I think with inflation, wages haven't kept up exactly. So you do need something else. Um, but there's this other thing called, uh, being an about, or what is it called? Increasing your human capital, like being worth something like, and, uh, if you're worth something, then you're going to get paid what you're worth, obviously. So, um, my recommendation is for all these fast food restaurants to invest in AI technology. So figure out, or not AI technology, but automation technology. So you could get a, you could get a burger flipper robot, couldn't you? So, cut down on how many people you actually need in the kitchen. So, uh, those burger flipper robots actually do exist. Um, yeah, exactly. You need to buy them and just figure that out. And then they only need, like, it. So they could have a whole bunch of those burger flippers or like fry cookers or whatever. And then you have two people, one person running the, like, putting the orders together or whatever. And then one person managing the store. So cut down as many, as much as possible. And then, and then you solve the problem. You don't need to pay them $15 an hour. You just pay money up front and you never have to pay them again. So do you think that, um, we're like, let's say that that continues to occur in different companies and stuff like that, where they keep, uh, buying different, uh, um, automated like robots and stuff like that to so just kind of like remove a lot of the employees. Like eventually, uh, like we would lead to like having a bunch of people be jobless. Um, I don't know. I, I guess like what would be that future? Like would that then lead to like this mass culling event where like the elites then remove their mask and then just start like eating people on the street? <laughs> Uh, I don't believe so because I I don't think it's a it's a fixed that would be like a fixed pie. Um, 
how would you say that properly? It'd be like a fixed pie. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, sorry. I thought. Um, you sound further away, but I can still hear you. Okay. The that would be a fixed pie mentality. Um, just because you start taking away jobs from the um, like burger flippers doesn't mean there won't be new jobs created. So a new job that would be needed is a service technician for the automated burger flippers, right? So there would just be new um, things that you would need. And then even on the other side, like the sales side of the burger flippers, like you'd need more salespeople. And then I, I just think that um, society would compensate properly so far as regulation doesn't get in the way. Well, um, just a final thought to consider. Uh, whoa. Um, oh, forget. It. I just saw like some random story right now that was uh, pretty intense. Florida nurse, 29 years old, shot and killed his uh, family execution style after they demanded he get a job to repay the $20,000 he stole to fund an obsession with a Bulgarian cam girl. Oh, jeez. So, but apparently the story is a little bit old. But yeah, I mm-hmm. saw this and I was just like, that's pretty messed up. But yeah, so with that, pay your debts. And uh, stay safe, I guess. I love you all. I seem to you to seek a new disaster every day. You deem me due to clean my view and be at peace and light. I mean to prove, I mean to move in my own way and say I've been getting along for long before you came into the play. I am the baby of the family, it happens so Everybody cares and wears the sheep's clothes while they chaperone Curious, you're looking down your nose at me while you appease Courteous to try and help, but let me set your mind at ease If there was a better way to go, then it would find me can't help it, the road just rolls out behind me Be kind to me, or treat me mean I'll make the most of it, I'm an extraordinary machine But the road just rolls out behind me Be kind to me, or treat me mean I'll make the most of it, I'm an extraordinary machine If there was a better way to go, then it would find me 
the road just rolls out behind me Be kind to me, a treating me mean I'll make the most of it, I'm an extraordinary machine 